Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, January 2, 2022, and released on Sunday, January 16, 2022. This week's message is titled, Our Unchanging God, and the scripture reference is Malachi chapter 3, verse 6a. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Today's message is our unchanging God. If you look with me in our text in Malachi, it's that last chapter, the last book in the Old Testament before we get into the New Testament. Book of Malachi, chapter 3, and verse number 6, it says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer. We hope, Father, that the message will be a blessing to those in attendance today. We pray, Lord, that it will touch hearts. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Anyone who knows me very well knows that I do not like change. I worked for a major corporation for 23 years. Every time they made a change in our product or practices, it always made sales, service, and customer care much harder. I think management, they sit in their office or some big building somewhere, they ain't got a thing to do, so they sit there and say, well, how can we change things up? And they come up with some of the gosh office changes just to say they made a change. I am so glad that we have an unchanging God. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever, Brother Terry. Because God is unchanging, he is utterly trustworthy and faithful. We would have no hope if our God changed from time to time. Thank you, God, that you are unchanging. First of all, I want you to notice that God is unchanging in his holiness. In Isaiah chapter 6, in verse number 3, and this is two angels that were crying to one another, and one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You know, it concerns me a great deal that some people cheapen or degrade the worship of God. God was holy before he spoke this world into existence, folks. God was holy when he walked through the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Because God is holy, he cannot even look upon sin, folks. That is why a holy God sent his son Jesus to be the sacrifice for the sins 
of everyone in the world. When we ask Jesus into our heart, the blood of Jesus covers our sins from God. God can no longer see our sins. Isn't that precious, folks? Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and try to sin all I can. No, I'm going to try to live my life for the Lord. But it knows that God does not see my sins because I'm sheltered in the arms of God and covered by the blood of Jesus. Then, God cannot see our sins and we can worship our holy God. We the Bible tells us that we are righteous, not because of what we've done, but because of what God did and what Jesus did. God deserves our praise, God deserves our worship, and God deserves our love. If we give God anything less, then that is a sin. then notice that God is unchanging in his demand for holiness and integrity. In 1 Peter 1, verses 15 and 16, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. God expects his children to be different than most of the world. Even as God dealt with the Israelite nation, he was constantly punishing them for their sins and unloyalty to him. But then he was willing to restore them to full fellowship. And God deals with the church today just like he used to deal with the nation of Israel. The Bible says in another location that we are to be a peculiar people as Christians. Peculiar. I think most of us fit that pretty good, don't you? I attended another church once that preached that you must be holy or you was just no good at all. Now, I believe we need to strive to be holy just like God is holy. That's what the scripture there in 1 Peter tells us. We need to strive with all our heart to be holy like God. But words of wisdom. Everybody listening? God is God and we are not. Okay? We can try as hard as we can to be holy, but sometimes we fail and sin. Now, does that make you a terrible person? I don't believe it does. No, we're just sinners saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what makes us different, folks. So if you try to be holy like God and you fail to reach his standards, just ask God for forgiveness for slipping and go on trying to be holy to the best of your ability. Then I want you to notice that God is unchanging 
in his judgment. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 22 and 23, says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Such a terrible fate for that to happen to somebody. You know, some people think that God is cruel and mean for judging these hypocrites. But a hypocrite is someone who says they are one thing and actually they are just the opposite. Jesus does not like sin. God does not like sin. He cannot even look upon sin. I might mention that some other religions take this scripture in Matthew and say that you can lose your salvation. Not so, folks. You cannot lose your salvation. This is, first of all, this is not talking to Christians. This is talking to somebody that never made a true profession of faith in Jesus Christ. These people that God was passing judgment on had never been a Christian. I believe that in churches across America and the whole world, for that matter, have people that profess to be a Christian, but they were never truly saved. I believe... Here you can throw rocks at me if you want to. I believe that there are preachers in churches that are not truly saved. These are wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. They preach lies. They steal from God and God's people. I'll tell you a little brief story about a church my brother attended. It was named Cherry Lane Baptist Church in White Settlement, Texas. And this is a church that had been started in the early 60s. And in the mid-60s, they bought land out in this pasture on, right off of Cherry Lane. Cherry Lane's a street in this town of White Settlement. Nothing around them, nothing but grass and weeds. Well, they got this land and they built a new church building. And the church always did good. It was a good church that taught God's word. Uh, never was a very big church, but they were had one thing specifically that they were really great at. They were a good giving church. They gave their tithes and offerings, and the church carried a big balance in his checkbook. Well... Old preacher's been there for years and years. He retired. And to be very truthful, he was a very boring preacher. And they wanted somebody young and charismatic to come in and be their pastor. Well, they got that guy. They got a guy that was very, very charismatic with his talk. And what did he do? He went out and he won a bunch of people to the Lord. Well, he won a bunch of converts. I think they were his converts. I don't think they had anything to do with God. But 
he got a majority in the church that were his converts. They voted out the treasurer and they made him the sole signer of checks. Well, it took him about two months to clean out their bank account. But not only did they vote him as the signer of the checks, they kicked out the trustees and gave the pastor the sole authority to make decisions for the church. Now, it don't take nobody real smart to realize that wasn't very smart. So what did he do? Oh, I forgot to tell you the rest of the story. During this time, the church had been sitting there for 20 years. They built a Sam's next door. They built a Home, home Depot next door. Um, a McDonald's, Taco Bell, everything. It become a major industrial area. So he sold that church building for one and a half million dollars. And it all went to him. So see, preachers can be very wicked. That's the reason why in our church, I'm not on the checkbook. I don't know who gives what. I don't want to know who gives what. <laughs> I, I know that God will take care of everything. And this too, our church is a very good giving church. And I praise God for that. We've been able to do some wonderful things because you do. But you know, we don't have to talk about churches in Fort Worth. We've had pastors here in Crossbad steal the assets of their churches and close the doors to their churches without the people having any say so. Do you realize that non-denominational churches, you know what I'm talking about, the ones that they say we're not Baptists, we're not Methodists, we're not this, we're not that, they're non-denominationals. They are fellowships. They have no bylaws. They have no constitution or anything. They just meet and worship. People give their tithes and offerings in these fellowship churches. It all goes directly to the preacher. And... I'll call the name of the church. It was Carlsbad Family Worship Center. Preacher stood up one day and says, we're locking the doors. Won't be no church here no more. I'm selling the building. They didn't have no say-so. Nothing. The building that they had helped pay for was, I know because I was in on that when they first started that. The payment on that uh, church building was 10000 a month. And they were six months behind when they went in there, and they'd caught it up. They'd put a lot of money just into paying the church building. And so sad. He left town, and the people had no church to go to. God is unchanging in his punishment of sin. He will 
there's going to be a special, special punishment for ministers, preachers of all people to sin against God like they have. That's, you know, when you call me as your pastor, I have, I'm ordained by God and I answer to God for the way I preach and teach. Anything less would be not right. So, it's a very serious position. You need to be in it. And for these preachers that steal from God and the people, so wrong. But the good thing now is God is unchanging in his love for us. Romans 5.8. One of my scriptures I use in soul winning. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. I could have used many verses to illustrate God's love for mankind. John 3.16 is a great one. And we were doomed to spend eternity in hell, folks. We had no hope. We had no hope of salvation whatsoever. But then through God's infinite love, and it had to be, you can't even describe how great that love is. Jesus came to earth as a sacrificial lamb. As Jesus ministered on earth, he did many wonderful miracles. Jesus taught thousands, yet he could only reach a few in the Jerusalem area. He couldn't reach the world, not when they had to walk everywhere. No. But when he gave his life on the cross at Calvary, it paid the price for every sin in the world. The shed blood of Jesus covers our sin from the eyes of God. The sacrificial death of Jesus was the only sacrifice that Jesus would accept for our sins. He wouldn't accept any others. All we need to do is come to Jesus, ask forgiveness of your sins, invite Jesus to live within you, as your Lord and Savior. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary is the greatest love ever shown mankind. No greater love has ever been shown. Then God's way of salvation has not changed. Praise the Lord. This is wonderful news for a sinner today. We had 18 saved this past year. I hope for more this year. But those, when we lead these precious children in the saving knowledge and grace of Jesus Christ, they are saved just like a sinner in the first century was saved. No different. 
Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 was written by the, in the first century by Paul the Apostle. And that verse says, or those two verses says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Folks, it hasn't changed since the first century, and that's been over 2,000 years now. It's the same today. God's plan for salvation has never changed, and I can also say, because God is unchanging, it never will change. It'll always be the same way. I am so thankful that our God is unchanging. You never have to doubt if God does change, because it tells us it, it's not going to happen. Now, I have given you scripture today showing that God is unchanging. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And for that, I believe you can all say, Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I come to you in prayer, Father, lifting you up before the people today. If anybody does not know you as Savior, would like to have that relationship, I urge them to come at this time when we give this invitation. But we pray that your will will be done. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior and would like to talk with someone, we would love to talk with you. We are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area at 4103 West Texas Street. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. We encourage you to get connected to a local church in your community and get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. Thank you and God bless.